Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, this is Josh Hahn and uh, Jarman and I wanted to dedicate this podcast to Kobe Bryant and also to Nipsey Hussle. We lost two iconic LA moguls within the last, um, shit, within the last 12 months. Uh, Kobe Bryant being really recent. Um, and the reason why we want to dedicate this to him um, it's just because of the mentality he had, the Mamba mentality. Uh, this is something that, you know, if you're going to be in the biz, if you want to achieve this type of greatness, um, you're going to need to incorporate that into your life. And, you know, Kobe didn't really care about what anyone said. He just wanted to be the best that he could be. Um, you know, always being early to practice being the last one to leave and he was a dedicated family man so yeah uh this is dedicated to him we lost uh we lost a real one so thank you kobe um and shout out to to also to uh, to nipsey um he was doing some amazing things within the la community you know buying back the block essentially and making sure that the people in south central la you know, that they get their resources. So, you know, again, two moguls within the last 12 months. So it's been, it's been pretty heavy. So thank you to them. And um, yeah, enjoy the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast, where we talk about stunts, acting, and life in the entertainment business. We're recording! <laughs> All right, dude. Dude, we're live. Oh, it's been a while. Dude, what's up, man? <laughs> I mean, um, shit, man. The last time we did this was in September, I think. Something like that. It was a couple months ago, and a lot of shit has been going on. <laughs> it's been crazy. It's been really crazy. It's been crazy for you, dude. Yeah. I was I was telling um, I was telling my friends how my guy Jarman quit his job. You've been unemployed. For nine months? Since uh, June? Since June. Since June? What is that? It's not nine months. Seven, seven. <laughs> seven. Yeah, seven months. Yeah. It's a long time without having like income. And then you're out there hustling. Dude, I think that's I think that's what makes it um makes it easier for you to hustle is like if you really have to, you know? Um, yeah, you're kind of cornered, aren't you? Yeah, and that's what I wanted too. Like when I first quit it, quit my job. When I was thinking about it, I was like, I want, I want this fire to be under me, so that I can like, there's nothing else that I can do except hustle. Yeah, and it's actually working. <laughs> it's paying off. It's crazy. I think, um, yeah, like the first, dude, first six months, half a year, it it was like. Uh, Nothing was really going on, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, even even like still t- to today, like you don't know if anything is going on unless you get called for it. So it's <laughs> so like true. right now I can say like, oh, there's nothing going on still. <laughs> but tomorrow I might get a call. You yeah. Know? So but, it's like. But you, you know. had some, you've had some successes, man. Yeah. I think the last time we talked, um, I talked about how I was about to go on set for NCISLA. And, um, that was like, 
I met like one of the biggest stunt coordinators in Hollywood right now. Um, so I talked to him, I got to like network with him and he like got to see what I can actually do. Yeah. You, you don't work unless people know you. So, so have you, did you meet this guy before? No, no, no. I actually, I actually hustled him. I think I said this on the last um, episode, but I hustled him through email just cause I was like sending a bunch of emails yeah. out to everybody. Um, and he was one of the people that hit me back and was like, Oh, Hey, like I'll just keep you on my radar. <laughs> and that's usually what they'll say. Yeah. So, um, I was, I didn't really think anything of it, but I think when they keep you on the radar, it, you know, they really like mean it. So, yeah. Um, by the time, like he actually needed someone that looked like me, Mm -hmm. um, I was there, you know, so you were ready. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, like I had to be like training and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You've been training like every day. Yeah, dude. It's, it's actually really fun. Yeah. Like, like this is what I wanted to. Yeah, dude, so, that's awesome. Um, NCIS was like really good experience. And, um, he said, he told me at the end of it cause he liked my work ethic and you know, he liked how professional I was. Um, he was like, oh yeah, man, I'll help you out. Like I'll introduce you to some of these other big stunt coordinators. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just like, it was like a perfect way to like perfect day to be on set. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's so, tight. What was the what was the stunt that you did? I did like I did like three or four beats of like punch like a punch and a sweep. Yeah, and then I took like a side fall, but I mean it still pays a day. So. Wait, wasn't there something with a knife? Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the reason why you get paid so much to be a stunt guy is because they need to trust you on set and. Like things like this where, you know, you have like a real knife held to like the main actor's face. It was real? Yeah. So they needed an insert shot. So they Uh, they couldn't make it like foam, right? Yeah. We were using a fake knife for the the fight beats. Yeah. But when they had to do the insert shot, I had to hold it like right at her face. (laughs) And the (laughs) uh, the actor wanted to like make it actually look like I was pushing it towards her face. But I was like, no, 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 we can't do that. <laughs> like, it might slip. So I had to, like, I had to tell her that I was going to pull it, and then she was going to push it towards me, but I, we were going to make it look like I was pushing. Yeah. Um, and the stunt coordinator looked at me, and he gave me this look, like, like you better know what you're doing. Yeah. And so we, I, I told her that, and then he was like, all right, you're good. <laughs> we got through the Because didn't she say, yeah, I, why don't I pull it and yeah. you pull it or something like that yeah no, no. she was like i pull it and you push it like you're actually like gonna stab me and yeah I was like nah that's not a good idea <laughs> <laughs> i need to i need to pull it and you need to have full control of it yeah so, yeah you know she listened and then we did the we did the scene um, there you luckily go. everything was safe but after that the coordinator was like all right you know i trust you and like i'll i'll definitely like like recommend you and he did so awesome but yeah, that that was that job. <laughs> it was such a good like experience, but um like he's a good person to know and that's what happens on like when you when you get hired, like that's what you have to do is you have to show up and be professional and then hopefully they recommend you to other jobs too. So. Yeah. 
Dude, that must have felt great, especially just getting that phone call and be like, or or was it a, a text first or a phone call? Um, it was a phone call for. They usually call first because you have your number everywhere. But yeah, um, I don't know if he had anything to do with like the next job that I got. Yeah, but maybe. Yeah, what was the next job? The next job <laughs> was uh was an acting role actually. So I actually got like an acting part in a show called Mixed Dish, which comes out. My episode comes out like. February seventh, I think. Oh yeah. Also, check out his uh, check out Jarman's Instagram. You'll see the video for NCIS. You can actually see oh, yeah. like the side of your face, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, oh shit, it's Jarman. <laughs> so I was like, I wonder why they didn't cut that part out because that part I wasn't doing like a stunt. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They could have used like a shot of him, but they decided to stick with my shot. I know it was. It was and you clearly it's it you. Like <laughs> clearly it's you, man. Oh. Uh, but um, but yeah, how was how was uh? Because this one you actually had to audition. Yeah. So well, the stunt coordinator um, called me and he was like, "Oh yeah, I got this role, or I mean, I got this job um, shooting on this date." And I was like, "Okay, cool." I actually didn't even know it was for stunts. I thought it was like maybe like a background job or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, "Oh," I was like, "Okay, yeah, I'm free." Um, he's like, "Okay, well." you'll be getting an email um, about this job. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, so I got the email and it was like, oh, here's your audition time. Mm-hmm. Come into Disney Studios and um, here are your lines. And I was like, oh shit, this has lines. <laughs> and then I looked up the show and I looked up the stunt coordinator and I was like, oh my God, this is like <laughs> this is like an ABC show. Yeah. Um, so I had to go into the audition, had to read my lines. It's like three lines. But then it came with like... Um, like kind of a stunt where like you get out of a car through the window. Mm-hmm. It's not really a stunt. Like, like the actor did it too. So, um, oh, I also had to drive the car too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Do you get like a, like a like a stunt driving? I think only if it's like an actual stunt because yeah, I just, I just pulled up. You know. Oh, nice, nice. But um, where was I? How was the how was the uh, the audition process? Oh yeah. <laughs> So I went into the audition and then there was like two other like small Filipino guys yeah. that I actually knew because the stunt community is like really small. So I actually knew them and you're just talking. You're like, oh, that's so funny. We're all here. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, and then I, I was the first one to go in and I auditioned and I'd been practicing it um, kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, they like when I went when I did my audition, they were like cackling laughing and like that's awesome i know and i was i felt really good <laughs> i did it like twice and then yeah. they're like all right you're good yeah um and so i felt good and i got the call back and they told me i had the job so um that turned out to be like my first official acting you got an acting credit yeah i think if you're speaking you get guest star yeah yeah it was like a co-star contract or something like yeah, that. yeah so your name your name's gonna be like in the beginning credits or something like that yeah. starring Jarvis. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of, ah! kind of <laughs> that's sick that's so sick man congratulations dude. yeah yeah so that happened i think that happened in january january oh shit this was recent no, no, no not december, january december yeah yeah i shot in december yeah it was before the holidays right yeah yeah um but yeah that comes out on february in february 
7th. Cool. So, can have That's a awesome. viewing party for three lines. Word. I'm, I'm going to be there for sure. <laughs> Stream that shit live, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. And then uh, this whole thing with, like, TikTok. If you guys don't have TikTok yet, it's a new app that all the kids are using. Um, <laughs> Basically. Yeah, I went viral a couple of times, so it's he been a crazy ride. He is blowing up. <laughs> Y'all don't understand how we saw... It was. It's crazy to witness this. Yeah, Josh was like a part of the whole, the I'm whole just, journey. I was he, like, dude, you're you're at 10k. No, no, no. It wasn't even 10k. I was like, I was like, dude, I think I might hit 10k by the end of this year, and then and then like one video just blew up, and then I was like, fuck it, dude. I might I might get 100k by the end of this year. And you did. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> within like a month span. So crazy. You went fucking viral, man. I know. So we'll we'll save that for like another day. But yeah, we'll go over like what 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 did Jarman do to get to that level? But um, yeah, if you guys can see it for yourself, basically just go to his TikTok page. He is Mr. CEO of Match Match Kicks. So <laughs> um, and dude, you know what's crazy? And that's really awesome is Jam. Yeah, Travis, they're they're like reposting your shit. Yeah, and it's like. I can see that your Instagram numbers are going up too. Yeah, they've went up. I think they've all been transferring from um, from TikTok, but because I, I try to like cross promote. A lot. Yeah, dude, I've I've noticed a lot of guys that do that. Yeah, they'll be like, "Oh my god, it's working on TikTok! Thank you guys so much!" And then they'll just post their Instagram page, like, "Follow me," blah blah blah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, sometimes it works. I think I think the more you do it, it's you'll get there. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, so like like brands have been reaching out, artist like music artists have been reaching out asking me to do like no shit TikToks to their to their music because yeah. now artists are moving to TikTok because like those count as streams. Right? Yeah, anytime oh. someone does like a video to their um, interesting song. yeah. So now everybody's moving like all these artists are moving to TikTok saying like or um asking people to do them because if they go viral then their song goes viral too true so anyways that's tiktok um get that's the sick. app start that's sick. start creating there you go um you also got hit up for another potential project we don't know if it's going to go through yet but it's just cool that oh yeah dude it, it just seems within the last two months mm-hmm. you're getting like you've hitting these crazy uh these milestones man yeah Dude, I, I I don't think it's anything but but like working working hard, you know? And the only thing that I've been doing is this. You know, that's the only thing I'm focusing on. I I don't I don't even focus on stunt anymore. Yeah. Because I'm focusing on like my career. Yeah. So when that's the only thing like that I'm working on, there's there's like nothing else is gonna happen except like for this to go up too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 insane, man. Like I've been watching, I've basically been watching your progression, dude. And it's like, yeah, you've been waking up like at four in the morning. Yeah. You're working out. You're just getting prepared. Yeah. For that next gig, which is, which is amazing. Like most people, I feel like they'll just, I don't know, they'll, they'll, they'll just wait and complain and then they'll, they'll think about something else and try to go that other route. But for you, I feel like you're like super focused and I think this is like, it's going to be a good year, bro. Yeah. And yeah, my, uh, my friend, uh, Jeremy Marinas always says, don't get ready, stay ready. And so, and he's always working. So it's like, if I, 
and, and another thing is I I listen to like a lot of successful like people too, and everybody that is successful works out every day, wakes up at four thirty a.m. every day. Yeah. Um. And is is like really healthy. Yeah. Um. And then hyper focused. So if you just like copy what all the successful people are doing, like. Yeah, you just gotta, you gotta, exactly, you gotta find that, that model and then just follow what they're doing. It's just like a matter of time. It's actually really simple. It is, but nobody wants to do it because it's, it's because they're lazy, you know. And it's, it is, it's grueling because there are times where like, I mean, bro, six months. Dude, it's, it's, it's hard to even like, like within those six months, you're, you're kind of just like, sometimes you lose hope, right? Yeah. Like sometimes you're like, fuck i don't know if this is gonna work um but then there's like if you keep like working at it there's these signs that you need to like recognize too like yeah like someone calling you is meaning like you're maybe on the right path yeah you know are you booking a job it's like something telling like the universe telling you like you're doing it right yeah yeah I, i feel like if you have that gut feeling that you are on the right path you are you are not wrong yeah. I feel like just that alone and you keep on, you know, doing what you're doing. Um again, it's just a matter of time. You know, we went over this with uh with Remy and you know, some of his advice to upcoming actors or anyone that wants to get into the business. This is a marathon. Yeah. It's it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a war of attrition. You just got to really I don't know gotta be really focused and get that thick skin yeah dude it's i think when they say like you to have thick skin out here is is exactly this is like just like trusting or like believing in yourself you yeah know? yeah dude people quit because they might be on the brink of like of like not being able to survive anymore but i was on that brink like yeah. for a lot of moments yeah but i was kind of just like i'll figure it out you know yeah like this is what I want to do, so I'll figure it out. So proud of you, man. You know, things are happening. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's still like it's still like I said, like it's still like I don't know if anything's gonna happen, but yeah, um, nobody knows too. And this is the funny thing: like nobody really knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we're just, Jarman. I think you and I are just kind of going at it. I don't know, instinctively, this is mm-hmm. what we think is going to work. And I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, I fucking don't know, man. Dude, I don't know either. <laughs> I'm just trying to say what's been working for me is like, ugh, dude, like, it's just, it's really chucked up all to like faith and hope, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I always, I, I, I'm a strong believer in if you want to get into this business, you can't just, think i'm gonna control everything i'm gonna just do everything myself yeah nah man like you know with with these roles like for the for example like these stunt gigs Mm -hmm. you could be physically able and do all that stuff but then it's like hey maybe you're too tall maybe you're too short you're literally your skin is too dark yeah and it's like dude there's so much that we just can't control which is our job is just to like prepare and train and yeah just get ready yeah I, I the funny thing is like even if i think i mean there's so many like random like movies that just need like extra like stunt guys so 
I think I think the ones who are working the most are are also the ones that are working the hardest outside of mm-hmm. you know being on set. So yeah, I think if you just you know focus in and work hard, you'll get somewhere. You know, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. What do you so far? You know, what have you learned that you can? You know, because you've you've gotten some you've gotten some cool stuff under your belt, and it's like. What have you learned from these different pro- these these different projects, uh, yeah. different milestones that you hit? I think honestly, just being on set more is you're learning w- way more than you would outside of set mm-hmm. already. Um, so just like being on set with like coordinators, you just learn how to be more professional. Um, you you get to know like what they want. Yeah. Um, and then also from like from coordinating a few like small things. Like I knew what, like what the coordinator needed too. Yeah. Like they're already stressed out. You know, they have so many things going on other than like the actual scene. Yeah. So, you have to be there to like kind of assist him, like be that assistant stunt coordinator. Yeah. So, um, I think just like being on set makes you learn a lot of like set etiquette. You yeah. Know? And like yes. what stunt coordinators like actually want. So there you go. Yeah. If you can, like I was before I was getting hired for stunts. Um, I was just trying to get on set doing background work. Yeah. So if you can just like get on set. Oh, that's true. And it's background work. I mean, if you're SAG, uh, the pay is decent. Dude, I had a buddy that was doing background work for a tenant that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's like, you know, you need, uh, I, I guess there were ac- there were background actors that needed, or that had special skills. So then they got bumped up a little bit and then they got their meal penalties. Uh-huh. Dude, they were making like 600 a day. Yeah, and I'm like, what? <laughs> As a background? That's sick, dude. Yeah. My buddy made like, I don't know, like eight G's from this thing. Yeah, from one movie. One movie, they house you, they take care of you somewhat, you know. Um but yeah, there there's just tons of opportunities out there. Yeah, there is a there is like, I know there is a stigma um, of like stunt guys working in background too. Yeah, a lot of guys talk about like, oh, like if you do background, you're you're only a background person. It's kind of weird. You did background in Mulan. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now it's not so much. It was yeah. like back back before um, there was a stigma. Yeah, um, yeah. But I knew all those guys too, so they were like, it wasn't like. <laughs> It was funny. It was you, weird. You, you said like one of the guys was like, "Hey, I know this guy. He's this he should guy. he should be here." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was kind of cool though too, because then they recognized yeah. you, man. That's so sick. But it's that's what I have to do, man. Like you have to do that to to either survive or to like to learn more. Yeah, this is what my friend Mike Ferguson says. Uh, he's a really good friend of mine from the Armenia project. He's like, dude, if you want to be in this industry. Just be prepared to eat shit sandwiches and put a smile on your face. And that's it. Yeah. That's that's how you got to work here, man. Because everyone sees the glitz and glam. But then yeah. it's it's not so glamorous when you're filming. No, dude. <laughs> it's hard. No, it's dude. really physically hard shit. Oh, for, for, like, for real, like in, I think, like maybe like August, September, I was really feeling like like the money getting low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like... 
it's like fuck like i gotta buy ramen so i was i was i wasn't spending anything like i was i was not like eating sometimes yeah oh fuck are you serious dude i mean i like i, I like i was able to like whip something up because i know how to cook yeah so, yeah um it's probably not as bad as other people um, yeah it's, it's a tough life yeah but, hit me up though bro <laughs> shit the fuck <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do you know damn but it paid off you know yeah no, that's great. No, you made some serious strides, man. I'm like super proud of you. Just to see, to witness this uh, progression, is is awesome. To see your friends succeed too is is another feeling, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is. I can't. I can't wait to see what this year is going to bring. I know. Um, for both of us, man. And then for anyone out there listening, like we would love to hear some success stories if you got some. Um. Yeah, dude. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, dude, I think I think having like you and my sister and my family, you know, just like being there while I'm in this too, um, that's like you're never going to do this by yourself. No, not at all. If you come out here by yourself and you're hustling, it's going to be so hard to like to like stay on track and like keep hustling too. Yeah. I mean, that it, it just... It breaks you down psychologically, man. Like this, this industry will really mess you up Dude, if would. if you don't have a good support system. Yes, there's like so many people out there. There, especially with the homeless people here. I've seen the homeless people in Hollywood, and I'm just making, I'm just speculating. But I'm like, man, man, these guys, they're probably they might you know have been actors might have been actors, and you know they just were left alone. And nobody cared, and maybe they were too scared to reach out. But then it just snowballs into this thing. Um, the homeless problem out here is insane. So it's probably why. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a this industry really doesn't care about you unless you're like a star. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's like you know they just want to milk. Yeah. They just want to milk you. So you got to be really careful about the snakes. Yeah. Yeah, man crazy i know i there was a couple of times where where i just like had to break down you know yeah but a couple calls like oh like how you doing and i was like ah oh, man it's kind of shitty yeah um but then like you're just like the next day after you talk to all the your support team you just feel so much better you're back on track and you're hustling again sometimes i think you need that yeah no not the support thing but the that breakdown. the breakdown yeah Dude, I had a bad breakdown when I was Ubering. Really? <sighs> yeah, dude. I So I Ubered for roughly two years, full-time, trying to make ends meet. This is right after Marco Polo. I shot a couple of things, and, like, you know, I took some meetings with, like, some managers, had a commercial agent, but nothing really was happening. And I remember I, remember I was driving in Santa Monica um, somewhere – on the off streets of Maine, on Main Street in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And then I dropped someone off and I just, I pulled over and I fucking bawled, man. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like what the fuck is going on? Like what is happening here? And then, you know, I pulled myself together and I went to my friend Raul he was part of like this really small town church, small church in off of Olympic Boulevard. Mm. Um, Pastor Gavin, uh, 
I think did I tell you the story? I think you did. Yeah, I but I want to hear it again. Yeah, I, I just remember like I'm like yo, I hit him up and I was like yo guys, are you guys still doing like your prayer meetings on Saturdays? Can mm-hmm. I come? They're like yeah, dude, come through. So we met up at this coffee stop. Uh, by the way, G- Gavin's wife, uh, Marin, she uh, she's on Chicago Med series regular, oh, and like wow. God bless, dude, she's she's killing it. She's absolutely killing it, man. Uh, crazy, incredible story that she has too. But I remember I hit him up, hit up my friend Marul, went to the coffee shop Saturday morning, and then I was just, you know, sharing with them. Everyone was kind of going around talking about some things. And then, dude, thinking about it now, I can like break down now. Man, I I just, I was there at the table. <clears throat> and then Pastor Gavin was like, yo, what's going on? You know, share something with us. And I just, I couldn't hold it in. I started yeah. crying. And then I was like, oh, it's, and I asked to give him a minute. And then Pastor Gavin, like, you know, put his hand on my shoulder. And he's like, it's all right, man. Um, and he was like, I feel like, I feel like, you know, this is the message that I'm getting from God. And it's like, you're, you're on this escalator and you're going the opposite direction where the escalator is going. So you're like walking in place. And I was just like, fuck, dude. I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah, man. So I was like, it's it's incredible, dude. I, I I that's how I felt and you know, I just it it brings me to tears like right mm-hmm. now. And it's like how 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 did he know that? But it, it was that moment where I, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm not alone here. Yeah. You know, I do have a good support system. Um you know, I, I am you know, I'm a Christian, so, you know, I, I believe that, you know, whatever happens, it's, everything's going to be fine. You know, whether it's a shit storm, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, since then, it's, I mean, when I'm looking back at it now, things are great. Things are great, man. Like, got a job, connected with you. Yeah. And then, like... Yeah, booked some really incredible works. Uh, shit, I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day where like I was at the bottom. And I didn't feel like I was given up when I went to get a job or when I applied for another job and working like another nine to five. Um, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just trying to survive out here. And then I now... I was thinking about this the the other day. I'm like, you know what? I have survived here long enough. Almost 10 years in LA. It's like now it's time to thrive. So that's like what I'm trying to get to is to to fucking thrive, man. Oh, God. (laughs) It's funny because I feel like, I feel like, um, I don't, I don't know. I probably have hit, hit, hit rock bottom like a couple months ago. I think you did. There's a story. I remember you telling me how like your dad texted you. Oh yeah, not that was. Was it your dad texting you? Or? Yeah, I think that was before. Was that Christmas? I think that was before. Uh, I don't even know when that was. It was within the last like two but months that for was, sure. That, but like, that was when I was still. It was on when I was on the rise already. But, yeah. Um, 
I've definitely hit rock bottom in these last couple of months. Um, but I don't, I didn't know it cause I had so many people to talk to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh my God, dude. I also remember this. Um, your friend passed away. Yeah. Hans. Yeah. Which is weird. Cause I, I we were going to have him on the podcast. We were going to have him on the podcast, man. I don't know when that was, but, um, that was, I think during, um, the summertime like before armenia i remember we were like trying to communicate with him and he was yeah he was down to do it it was just we were just trying to find in the bay yeah um yeah but that was shit that was like right when i quit my job too yeah yeah um yeah a lot of a lot of shit has happened from like june um but I don't really, now that I think of it, like, I don't really, I don't think that has, like, impacted, like, my focus and my, mm-hmm. you know, my hard work. I don't, I don't think it has. If anything, I feel like it's made you, um, sharper. Yeah. And it's made you hyper-focused. Yeah. So, yeah, when, when that happened, because he was the one that actually got me into this stunt business. Like, oh, he introduced man. me to my first stunt coach, Arnold. Yeah. Um, like without him, I probably wouldn't have hooked up with Arnold or got that first job. I didn't realize how he was kind of a big figure. He was big. I, all these people were posting about it and I was like, oh shit, a lot of people know who Hans is. Yeah. He was, he's like one of the pioneers of, of tricking. Um, so that's how I knew him. We trained together in the Bay, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, it's like ever since that happened, it, now I'm kind of doing this, you know, thing for Hans too. Yeah. You know, it's not even like, like, of course it's for me, but um, like he got me into this business. Now, now I want to like keep going for him too. Yeah. So it's like, I think, I think everything, everything bad that's happened to me over the past couple of months, I've tried to turn it into something positive. Mm-hmm. Like I even got into a car accident totaled my car it was um the other driver's fault and as soon as i as soon as i hit the car i was like oh shit like maybe this was meant to happen yeah you know maybe this is something that needed to happen before i succeed yeah so it's just like small like mentalities like that where i've been trying to be more positive about the bad things and like that like honestly helps a lot yeah i'm always trying to be thankful no matter what, like even with like my kidney stuff, um, like my ankle, uh, whatever is happening that doesn't seem like it's a good thing. Ultimately, you know, this could be saving me from something else or it's a warning for something else. I know that's just kind of what I believe. So, yeah, yeah, me too. yeah, I think if you're able to do that, just to know that, hey, man, one opportunity closed, another one's going to open up. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Especially with, with acting, you know, there's going to be, there will be a perfect role for you. Yeah. And it, if, if you're able to continue to search for it, you will find it. And I think the same thing goes with stunts. Mm-hmm. You know, once you get that gig and uh, you, you know, you fucking knock it out the park, dude, you're going to leave a lasting impression, mm-hmm. which you've already done. 
you know? Yeah. Incredible. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a lot about, it's a lot about mindset when you're out here, you know, it's like you have to have a strong, thick skin. (laughs) Alligator skin, man. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, how's your year so far? Um, just started for me for me it's it's really good i mean before the year started i felt like it was my year you know yeah it's also um the chinese zodiac symbol it's the year of the rat that's that's my symbol too Ooh, yeah so there you go son i don't really know if i believe in that stuff yeah but, yeah um it helps yeah you know? yeah it's something fun to think about and entertain yeah yeah but i've been i feel like i've been like i've gone through the shit and now it's time for me to, you know, take off. So yeah. TikTok, my social media is taking off. Um, like stunt jobs are taking off. You know, it's, I think it's my year. Yeah. I think but, so too, man. Yeah. So personally, yeah. I mean, for the rest of the world, I don't know if it's been going too well. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? It's good. It's, um, I remember, on um, like before December 31st, me, my friend Mikey Markov and Mike Ferguson, we were both castmates in Armenia. Right. And we were like, yo, we want to, we just, we loved working with each other. Yeah. And we loved, you know, creating this bond and this camaraderie with each other. Like, we, you know, we would go walk around the streets of Armenia, really just looking for grocery stores, good food. Yeah. Um, is this organic or is this not? In the mornings, we would do what Mikey would call coffee and contemplation. Go to his place, drink some coffee, chill. And then we would kind of reflect and be like, man, what a crazy opportunity. Yeah. You know, we found this thing on backstage.com. They flew us out there. They're paying us some pretty decent money. You know, it was it was an adventure. So then. That's what I love about traveling. Man. Oh, it's so great. So then we come back, we're working on just some self-tapes for fun. And I'm so thankful for these guys because, you know, these guys are going at it full time. Mm-hmm. They know that I have a full-time job, but then they're always like, yo, submit for this thing. Yo, you should submit for this thing. I just booked this role. I think you'd be good here. Let's do a self-tape together. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do it. I don't really like this role. But I'm, I, I'm like, no, this is, I have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all about discipline it's practice doesn't matter if i'm right for the role or not but i'm going to bring myself to this character and play around with it and i love doing self tapes with uh with mikey because we we really do this explorative way and we do some improv and then you know really make it your own um and it, it's fun. it's really fun it's it's really fun with these guys and then we were just like, oh, it'd be so fun. We, we want to work on another project yeah. together. It'd be so awesome. So then December 30th, Mikey emails or he texts me and Fergie. We were like, send us. He goes, send your email or your your materials and everything to this person. So I was like, all right. He said, I just got booked the role here. And I think there's some good stuff here. Send it through. And on December 31st, I wake up. I check my email. And they're like, we want to get you for a role. Actually, we want to get you for one of the one of the major roles, one of the Asian gang leaders. And I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, okay, cool, cool. That's awesome. Um, I love it when we don't have to audition. <laughs> they just yeah. like kind of give it to you. 
Um, and like right before then, like that night before, I just put together a fight reel, like of our action stuff. Right, right, right. And then, um, yeah, we were shooting that sometime in March to April. And then Mikey hit me up again. He was like, yo, I sent your stuff to this one producer who's making this like passion project of hers. Um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's about this woman who goes through domestic violence, but then she becomes like this vigilante. There's a lot of action involved. And so I'm like, all right, cool. We'll send it. So sent the stuff again. Oh, was that the other thing that you Yeah, about? yeah. And then I got the phone call like a couple of days ago. We were talking with her. Um, and she was telling me this, the synopsis. And I was like, this is great. This is awesome. It's basically, you know, about this girl. She, you know, goes through life. She has been suffering and going through domestic violence. But then finally she takes matters into her own hands. And then, yeah, she will do some shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's kind of dope. Yeah, yeah. So it's like she goes to the police. They don't help her because, you know, whatever. But, um, mm, yeah. That's cool. So I talked to her and she's like, we're going to shoot it like a little bit in New York, a little bit in LA. And I was like, hey, I would love to go to New York and shoot because that's like one of my dreams is to be out in New York to shoot a project. Yeah. And she was like, well, damn, we could make it happen. So I was like, oh, my God. So right now, it's in the very early stages. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. Oh. Very early stages, developmental stages. She's she's doing it, like, from the ground up, writing grants. Oh, wow. You know, doing like doing it like that, you know, doing fundraising. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to have. You know, there's a lot of enthusiasm in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I try not to get too ahead of myself. Yeah. But... Um, just to know that I can send my stuff out um, and then my friends are looking out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I just feel really blessed and really thankful, man. Yeah. It's, it's, in, it's incredible, dude. Um, yeah, and also I've been fucking booking some crazy, some cool voiceover shit. Well, yeah. How many did you do already this year? Two, but then there's going to be more. So I did, um, I did a video game. I can't say which one it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are already getting in trouble because they're putting their names on on the IMDb. Oh God! They're like, you're not supposed to even tell anybody. Like, what are you doing? So, yeah, I got called back for just some pickups to redo some lines, mm-hmm. which is awesome because you get paid the same. It's an hour of work, get paid like nine hundred. Like, woo, shit, yeah. all day, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then today, I just came back from doing um, some dubbing for the Netflix show, The Kingdom, or I think it's just called Kingdom. It's a Korean zombie show. So it's a Korean show. Um, it's a period piece, but then there's zombies. So I had a couple friends who did dubbing for season one. Oh, cool. Yeah, so this is Netflix, season two. Huh? Yeah, dude. I am the royal commander. <laughs> and then, so we did episodes one and two today. So I'm thinking, oh, shit. Am I going to come back? And the guy's like, yeah, probably. Most likely you're going to come back because this character is like the detective slash part of the secret service of like the Korean government nice. in that area. So I'm like, that's so dope, man. I fucking love it. You did two episodes in, in one day? Yeah, he's not like, I don't think he's like a, like a, like a, a lead, but he's definitely a recurring character, this guy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then for, for, for dubbing, if you guys are curious, I think it's like 120 something an hour. 
mm-hmm. if it's get, if it gets bought out. So there's like I guess there's different rates for dubbing, um, and or just like regular voiceover work in video what's games. Di- what's the difference? Well, for so for video games, I don't know. The rate is like nine hundred for the day, mm-hmm. but then for dubbing, it's you get paid hourly. So it's like eighty something an hour plus fifty percent if it gets bought out. So it comes out to be like Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's it's strange. I don't really understand how it works, but I think what they do is they record everything. I don't know if they're the only ones that are doing it or like another company does the dubbing. I have no idea, but um yeah. So I'm hoping to go back some more. Hopefully I think it might be might just be like just maybe two or three more sessions, but hey, it's fun, man. It's really fun. Yeah. I get to have my voice attached to like a Netflix project other than Marco Polo. So yeah, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, it'll be good. Do you get to do it like after work or? What do you mean? Like after after full-time work? I'll just do it like whenever. I just, I'm, they, they'll, they'll shoot you like, okay, are you available this these oh, days? Oh, and I'm like, I'm always like, I'm free. Tell me whenever, whatever is easiest. Or if there is something that's hard set, I just tell them like, can't go from this time to this time. But so they'll work with you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, yes. right, because they just need your voice, right? Yeah, they just need my voice. Today it was at this, it was in Burbank. It's far, but it's, uh, it's cool. It was in someone's like backyard studio. They have like the the booth and everything in there, all the audio equipment, recording, all that shit. Huh. So it's yeah, it looks pretty professional. But yeah, it's been it's been a great year so far, and yeah, I've, I've I know I talked about this in you know my solo podcast, but yeah, definitely I, I've written down my goals. I am ready. Um. I'm ready to receive, bro. Me too. <laughs> Me too, man. Oh, dude, I can't wait. But if not, I'm just gonna keep doing. Yeah, you just gotta. It's this is just not the timing. But until 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 we're ready, until it's gonna happen, um, that's it, man. Yeah. Go ahead and plug a jar. All right. Well, if you like the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes at Real Talk Podcast by Stunt and Co. Um, follow us on Instagram at Stunt and Co. I'm sorry, I don't really post anything anymore because I'm again I'm focusing on my shit. So yeah, I know you're. It's it's crazy, man. I'll talk about it. Next yeah, time. yeah, we'll do. We're, we're gonna do another <laughs> podcast just specifically on, you know, social media. Yeah, because it's it's actually really important. Yeah. Um, follow uh, Josh on Instagram at the Josh Han. And me at Jarman Runes, uh, actually on TikTok now too. Um, actually on all platforms, you can just follow me at, <laughs> yeah. at Jarman Runes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I forgot how to do that. <laughs> I know it's been a while, dude. I know, man. But glad we're doing it now. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And um, subscribe, like, comment, whatever you want to hear. Smash it. <laughs> Smash that subscribe button. (laughs) All right, guys. Do good. (laughs) Stay ready. (laughs) Later, y'all.